Welcome to Two Guys, Three Crowns, the podcast that talks about what it's really like to live in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm Sean, and with my fellow American Rodney, we break down the good, the bad, and the just plain weird. It's quite the journey, so join us for the ride. Rosenberg's H-bomb, Sugar Ray, Panmunjom, Brando, the King and I, and the Catcher in the Rye, Eisenhower vaccine, England's got a new queen, Marciano, Liberace, Satayana, goodbye, we didn't start the fire, it was always burning since the world's been turning. Wow, Sean. <laughs> I, don't, I will not lie, I had to look up the lyrics for that one because I'm like, no one knows that thing by heart. Hey, looking up the lyrics is one thing. Remembering them, that that's the that's the that's the the hard part. Hey, Sean, we got a historic episode today. Exactly. That's why I went for a song that recounts history. Ah, yeah. Yes. We got a themology going on. Ooh, you are a themologist. We are wow, we are fortunate and and very pleased to have today with us two special guests. We have Chris and Oasa. And they have a podcast called A Flatback History of Sweden. Which is and, probably one uh, of the greatest podcast names I've heard of. Ever heard, ever heard. Chris, Osa, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, Chris should have all the credit for the name. Uh, you came <laughs> up with this uh, little Ikea pun for the title. Yes. It was, yeah. uh, I think a few people, mainly Swedes, have said, this this is a pun on IKEA. They had to sort of check. <laughs> I actually, when I came across it the first time, I had to check with Sean because I said, "Hey, there's a podcast, and it's a, a flat pack something." Yeah, I'm like, and that's a, that's a British thing for IKEA. It's an interchangeable <laughs> phrase there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you have this um, this wonderful podcast, but but let's start. Let's let's go ahead and rewind it a little bit and start with. You guys being here now, Uasa, you were here from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The Chris, n- name gives it away. I was uh, born here. <laughs> now, Chris, now w- w- tell us how did how did the story prepod? Yeah, how did you two connect? How did how did the podcast come to be? Well, so we met in London a little over three years ago uh, and we're a couple um, in real life and on the podcast so that's uh, important for the time. <laughs> yes. um, yeah so we met well before there was an idea for a podcast and I've been I've listened to podcasts on everything for, for years but especially history podcasts and we thought oh, there must be a decent podcast on Swedish history in English and we found there wasn't one so we said oh well we might as well make it ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I and, like and it, I'm I like a it. sort of I work in content production of well, mainly of of TV, but uh, I've also worked in um, radio production and newspaper journalism, and I was constantly complaining to Chris how you know I never get to do any of my own ideas. Uh, you know, I have I have ten million bosses above me at various right. production companies and broadcasters and whatnot, and you know I'm the lowest one down, and I just I just produce whatever other people tell me to do. And so Chris was like, well, let's start a podcast and, and you, you only have me to uh, <laughs> so, so talk, talk to. So, and, yeah, and, and you kind of laughed at that a little bit and you were like, ha, 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 you, <laughs> yes. 
Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And you know, I think that that I think that that's actually fairly common. I think that that's very common. Um, a lot of us uh, that have podcasts uh, have interests that maybe we don't necessarily work with every day, have a passion for, or you know, have this this urge to do. And and yes, um, occasionally have you know we, we work under people that that might not give us the chance to go ahead and and do those things that we really want to do. We either start businesses or we start podcasts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, tell us tell us a little bit. Well, tell us more about the pod about the podcast, the way that you decided to go ahead and and, and set it up and and how it's running. Yeah, so the idea is to go from the very beginning of Swedish history all the way up to today, 2021. And uh, by the time we get to the present day, it won't be 2021. <laughs> right, right. It's going to take forever. Um, yeah. Probably more like 2030. Um, so we started with the Stone Age uh, Swedes. And we uh, sort of try and go into as much depth about uh, the period that we're in without it becoming, you know, its own PhD. So it's sort of right. between half an hour, an hour episode as we go throughout uh, the history. And we wanted to do something, because there's so many podcasts about that for other countries. Sure. Um, a lot of them are sort of very historical focused, but we thought um, with me now getting okay Swedish and also obviously being Swedish, we wanted to have something a little extra fun at the start of episodes. So we sure. thought we would have, so we do a Swedish phrase of the week where we translate yeah. a Swedish phrase into English and talk about what that might mean, what it might be confused with and how it started. And yeah, that's, that's been one of the most fun parts. Yeah. And so we yeah. release an episode every other Sunday and it's like we said, a chronological journey. So we're now up to the late 1100s, early 1200s, so Middle Ages. But right. now it's going to slow down because now there's so much more information. There's civilization. Year almost we could do an episode on, whereas <laughs> the first episode, I think we covered five or 6,000 years in half an Is hour. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they moved this rock from here to over here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and you occasionally, today... I, ha I had to take a spin into the city from, from Ninas up to the city and back. And I went ahead and listened to the episode that you did about uh, bomb shelters in mm -hmm. Stockholm. Uh, so you also have these little unique episodes as well. Yeah. Occasionally we've done special episodes, especially since we moved here, because when we started the podcast, we lived in London, but uh, since we moved here you know, you do find that history is all around us. That, that sounds like a cliche, but it really is. And so the the special episode about bomb shelter that you listened to, well, that came about because we moved into this uh, block of flats or right. apartment building, and it's from the 1950s, and all houses in Sweden from that period were built with a bomb shelter because, you know, right. the Cold War was very much a reality you know it wasn't a question of if it was a question of when for when, right. then and so and that's totally different from anything in the uk and so that's the thing with like uh yeah. with all the, the guests you had on your your podcast talking to them right. about oh what what strikes you when you move to sweden in the in the first first weeks and months and yeah. ours was yeah why why do we have a bomb shelter next to the <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's, it's funny because i remember my high school had the signs like down by like the locker, the weightlifting room for all the sports teams. That's how you would get into the tunnel 
for the bomb shelter because it was built in the same kind of an era, like the 50s and all that. But the one thing we didn't have was this giant horn every first Monday going, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. Yes, <laughs> Friedrich, no? Exactly. I had kind of, because growing up here, it's just, you know, it's a fact of life, you know, you right. never question it. And then we moved back here and I was like, yeah, it is kind of weird that we have this like <laughs> air raid siren. Right, right. Off. But it must be terrifying. I don't know if any of the listeners to this podcast might have heard it the first time and not known what it was and really right. like, oh my God, I'm in a World War II movie. movie. <laughs> What's happening? I don't think that that's on any of the Stockholm brochures or when you're visiting <laughs> yeah, no. Sweden. It's I like, can well, tell you, I forget right? every time and then it happens. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Well, right. also you tested well, for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I texted, I was at work and I said, oh, look, the siren quick. And she said, also said, oh, I'm running to the basement and timed it and said, I can get uh -huh. here in 36 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> You know, ho hopefully I'd be uh, I'd be safe. Yeah, yeah. The, the the only problem, well, I don't know if it still is, but I, I remember in the episode you said that um, the uh, that there had to be two exits, right, to that room, and you had found <laughs> one, but you weren't sure if the other one was behind that locked door. And I was sitting there going, Yeah, I don't know. How much of a rush would you be to be getting into a room? It's like, okay, one way in, one way out. Yeah, and fight the way through all the bikes in our case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you did you come directly, but or you were living down in? We were, were in London. Yeah, I'm from yeah. the south coast of the UK, but okay. um, we uh, sort of. So I went to Nottingham for university. Then I moved. Uh, I lived abroad in Malta um, in, for a year and a half. Um, which was as different to Sweden in pretty much every way possible. The, the, <laughs> cold, say, yeah. the coldest it's ever been in Malta is plus two degrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that's not really your preparation. Yeah, sounds for, like for my Swedish. kind of place. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then we moved, we met in London, and then, yeah, we moved around to, uh, moved in together in London, uh, and then moved straight here yeah. from, from there. So. But did you, move, did you move to Stockholm, or were you guys down in school on uh uh, so I, what, yeah, moving during a pandemic, it was a bit tricky. So I did go, I'm from Skåne, uh, right. as all the listeners of our podcast will notice when I ever say anything in Swedish, it's I have right. a thick, uh, pronounce it with a thick Skånska accent. Uh, so yeah, I went briefly down to, to well, see my family, but also yeah. to stay with them. But we always knew we were going to settle in Stockholm because oh, Chris had okay. job here already by the time we yeah moved. but but when we were actually looking uh, we said we would be happy to go anywhere yeah. right? so sure. we just said okay for, because for me I, we had to move uh before the end of this last year because of brexit and so yeah. we said okay well let's just we decided pandemic uh, you know living in a small one-bedroom flat in london we could get right everything is so much bigger and cheaper and more affordable in sweden even in stockholm sure. and so we thought, okay, let's just decide September, October, we're moving to Sweden. Ended yeah. up being to Stockholm, but we were happy going to Kiruna or Malmö. So right, right, right. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's uh, that, that's quite the move. And the move during the pandemic, and then you brought a Brexit. It's like, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there, we could do like thousands of episodes just on, you know, those, those couple of uh yeah. of I mean, items. if you guys ever move again, it's going to be like, doesn't this feel a little too easy? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving during a pandemic. In in uh, inside of Stockholm. I said, okay, so we just need half a day off work to put stuff in a van and change our subscriptions <laughs> to a new address or something. Exactly. Yeah. And you now when did you you guys got here in October? Uh, also, you said October. Uh, yeah, also September, me, October. Okay. Okay. And how and how has that been as far as you know, being out and about in Stockholm as much as possible, of course, now. Yeah, well, we've had no real opportunity to do anything sort of inside. There's right. a podcast related. There's loads of great museums and palaces and all that kind of thing that we'd love to go and see that we haven't, we've just seen from the outside. Uh, yeah. I think we went to a pub or a bar in October, November mm. once with some friends. And that was kind of it really that we've done right. on that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's been great because one of the reasons for us moving was to move. We live on leading earth. And mm. we're, I'm 25 minutes door to door to my job in central Stockholm, but yeah. we're, we're living on an island right by the sea and the forest, which is one of the main draws that we had from moving mm. from the UK and yeah. semi-central London. It's just a whole sure. other world. When the snow came, we bought a pulka, you know, a sled. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, we started doing all of that. I do think this is the most outdoorsy I've uh, I've been in, yeah, forever. Which yeah. has been really nice. But then I feel bad because my whole family was excited about me moving back to, to Sweden after 10 right. years abroad and, oh, we're going to see each other more. And then, well, they live down in Skellona. We haven't been down once. We didn't yeah. have Christmas with them. We, didn't, we haven't done mm. anything. They haven't been able to come up because of the pandemic so yeah like we're technically in the same country but we never kind of a little bittersweet it's like yeah i'm i'm home i have two swedish cousins and i think i saw them more when i was growing up and coming here during the summer well, i know for a fact mm -hmm. that that i saw them more then because I, I you know you go out of your way to go ahead and book those yeah. you know those opportunities to see somebody i in 15 years i think handful of times mm -hmm. Um, but that is, uh, yeah, school one up now, but you've been, you've been down there, Chris. Yeah. To, to been, visit, yeah. 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 I actually came to, it was one of the fun things that why me and awesome met was we met on one of these, uh, not Tinder, but, uh, sort of like a dating app thing. And, um, I'd actually been to Lund twice. Oh. Friend. I met a Swedish friend who was over in the UK one summer and I went to visit her twice in Lund. And so I sent yeah. the first message I knew that also had on her profile thing that she was Swedish. And so I said, right. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I've, I've been to Lund twice. Lund. And then also uh -huh. said, Oh, I was actually born in Lund. Yeah. <laughs> in my hometown. So I think that was like, when I got that message, I was actually, and my flatmate or roommate uh, at the time can can confirm this, that I had said that I was going to quit this dating app because I was over like, <laughs> Quite sucky first dates with right. loads of people. Uh, yeah. Loads of people. Close your ears. Close your ears. I hadn't been enjoying it, and I said I was going to quit. Yeah, right. and then a message pops up. Yeah, from this guy who said uh, he's been to to Lund, and I like, twice have to at least go and see him one <laughs> this is this is also was like in the middle of texting back and be like hey you know what you've never been to lund and <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> said you got loads of messages like oh you're from sweden i've been to oslo <laughs> exactly yeah. the cuckoo clocks the cuckoo clocks switzerland has the best alps in the, exactly yeah. i mean you get all the cliches uh, right. you know, all the time so uh, yeah 
Yeah. Wow, how fun! How how fun is that? That is. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and yeah. Before before we moved to Stockholm, I'd never been here. Um, I came here for literally about six hours uh, between right. for for a job interview, and then went home uh, back to the yeah. UK, and and that was all I'd seen of Stockholm. Um, the other time, you know, I've been five, six, seven times to Skåne, and. Uh, once we went from uh, Scorner up to my friend who lives in Oslo. And so we did, got to see all the West Coast going up that way, but never over here to Stockholm. Right. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. At least you moved in October, though. So now you can like appreciate what we have coming to us in, uh, what, two, three, four, five months? Something on the, the horizon. It keeps moving away, but yeah. Exactly. Midsummer in about eight months. <laughs> and that's like the best day of the year. <laughs> Assuming it doesn't rain. Yes. yes. Yeah. We, were, were we in Skåne for a midsummer? I don't think we no. have. I haven't been to. I haven't been in Sweden for a midsummer. We've had lots of Kreftweaver uh, and stuff like that back in our home in London. Um, sure. We had uh, one of my best friends from university is actually um, a Swedish speaker from Finland, so they have exactly the same traditions and everything. So we'd get up, get get together, and uh, speak Swedish and eat some shrimp and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, wow. but now it's going to be in Stockholm. Yeah. Now, well, now you get it. Now you're gonna. Woo, you get to experience the real, the real deal. We we've talked to a lot of expats um, that have. We always say that they've been they've been kind of lured over here during the summer, where like their <laughs> their partner tells them, "Come over in June, you know, come over in June and see how Sweden is," you know, and they come in June and they're like, "Oh, this is fantastic! Yeah, we're moving! Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna love it. Yeah, well, and actually, the the snow and the cold is something that I love anyway because um, I yeah. I love uh, biathlon or huidruta in Sweden. Oh, okay, I've actually been to Norway, the Czech Republic, Finland, uh, Slovakia to watch this crazy sport. So I love wow. the cold. If it's minus twenty, I love it. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, hey, you're man, fine you, then. Oh, you're gonna be great here. <laughs> Because I've lived in Latin America and I, I love the, the heat and I, I sort of love living close to the equator. I'm uh, I'm the one who complains when he, I, I get eczema on my hands when it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just out enjoying the skiing. Yeah. My, my mom left Sweden when she was 22 years old. And I think a lot of it probably had to do with like the temperature stuff. And she became a flight attendant, flew to all these exotic places. Now she's still in San Francisco and we're like, come on over. She's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, mom, you're yeah, Swedish. You got to come over. She's like, nah, I don't think so. Is a great city, though. I understand why your yeah. mother didn't want to leave. Yeah. The, the, again, the temperature when, when we moved, when we moved here, I had never driven in the snow or, or in the dark or in the dark with snow. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, the, for, for that type, for somebody to come from out of, you know, an environment where you don't really experience a real winter and then come here, that's why you go to driving school. And that's why they have Halikbonan. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, why not learn how to skid in a controlled environment? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we would get snow, maybe like real snow back in the UK where I'm from, maybe once every four or five years so okay. i've driven in snow like that once i think mm -hmm. one, yeah maybe twice over a winter so i haven't right. i haven't done anything like that yet so that that will be something to tick off well, you got you got so much fun stuff coming up chris i i envy you <laughs> <laughs> now since you guys are a swedish history podcast 
I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to ask you guys, what is the craziest Swedish history story you've come across so far? And I know you're only up to the Middle Ages, but what is like, what if you had to pick out one gem, like uh, like evidence of Buren the Viking or something else, uh, what would be like your, the, like the piece de resistance so far? Yeah, well, my favorite story is probably this guy called Ansgar, who was the first Christian missionary to come to Sweden. And he's actually sort of, uh, from Hamburg and Bremen. And he was the first guy here and everything surrounding his his trips. Uh, he, he was the first person to come. He went back to Hamburg and Bremen and came back again about 15 years later. This is all in the early 800s. And all the people he took with him, some of them got murdered. They were attacked by pirates and had all of their like holy books stolen from them. He uh, spent a year living in Birka, just near, near Stockholm, and mm-hmm. tried to convert all of these people and, and didn't. And there were all these crazy stories written down because he had a biography written about him uh, by oh. his successor as the Archbishop of Bremen called The Life of Ansgar. And it has these amazing stories about how this one Christian person and was left in Birka living uh, after he went back uh, to Hamburg and all the the pagans in Birka were trying to convince him to go back to being a pagan and they said nope I'm gonna pray they all sat in a circle and he said okay we're we're all gonna sit in a circle and uh, it looks like it's gonna rain in a bit so if I pray to the Christian god and you all pray to the pagan gods we'll see what happens when it rains and then supposedly it rained and all the pagans got wet and he was sitting there in a little bubble not being wet and (laughs) these really crazy stories that for some reason this guy was so uh known about in his day that we we luckily have this whole biography of him survives from over you know 1200 years ago and everything to do with his story and the people he met and and it's yeah it's a blockbuster it should be a film (laughs) yeah it's probably just a question of time yeah (laughs) Yeah. we did do an entire podcast episode just called the life of ansgar because yeah see the the vikings in sweden at the time did not take kindly to the first uh christians that came here christianity didn't uh go over very well it took a couple hundred years before it sort of (laughs) got firmly established yeah and and uh, we were talking about because it's International Women's Day coming up. Um, exactly. It's uh, in this Life of Ansgar story, he meets these, uh, there's a story of these two women, one who, which also really likes mm-hmm. about this. Um, she, her, it's a widow and she gets all the money. She's allowed to keep the money uh, that her family had after her husband dies. And she like is, is written in these sources about how, how she has all these money. And when she dies, she gives all the money to her daughter and tells her to go to a random church in Belgium to go and give the money to the poor in Belgium. So it shows you all about how this sort of presumably a woman our age, late 20s, has the agency and the ability to travel on her own or at least buying passage with traders going all the way to Belgium and just hanging out in Belgium in the church there and distributing money to the poor. And it's how... Ansgar's story gives you access to all these different story, mm. amazing little stories that uh, holy have. smokes well that one's definitely gonna have to be that that's on my on my reading list <laughs> yeah listen <laughs> well as um, a tv producer you better secure the film rights already yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> international women's day 
tomorrow, I believe, which is going to be today, if you're listening, yeah. uh, that's released. Well, so what, what, what kind of thing, because we, we touched on that briefly when, when we spoke about the, about the podcast, what's something that you can, that you can bring to light there? Cause that's. Well, if not so much, maybe something we've covered in the podcast, but right. uh, this year, 2021 uh, is mm-hmm. uh, the centenary. It marks 100 years of female suffrage in Sweden. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, tomorrow or today, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, if you're picking up a newspaper, I wouldn't be surprised right. if there's articles on that, or I think there'll be a bit of a, bit of a thing made around uh, this very, 1921 was a very important mm. year for women in uh, in Sweden. What are the chances that we'll see Swedish flags on buses tomorrow? Ooh, I, I should yeah. have contacted my, uh, my yeah. at at least <laughs> exactly. you know, if, there'll, if there'll be any flags. But well, May, so 16th of September 1921 was the first time Swedish women voted in a national election oh. so, uh, come september we can all can all think about those first women that uh, went to the ballot boxes and, and some were elected as well the first five women were elected into wow. parliament a hundred years ago wow holy smokes amazing and uh and then i don't know if you guys have heard of how in 1922 there was the first real referendum in sweden okay. we basically had a referendum of whether or not we were going to have prohibition like uh, in the Ooh. states in the states right Rus, is the swedish word for it so okay. that became the first referendum that uh, women got to take part in Wow, and and how did that and that is that where like the the whole system of get started? Yeah. People haven't. <laughs> People have been standing in line ever since. No, for all of those who've struggled with the crazy laws around the sale of alcohol in Sweden, you can go back to 1921 and blame the people there. <laughs> okay. The referendum actually came to a no. They said no, we're not going to have prohibition. But instead, we're going to have all these crazy laws around restriction uh, of the sale of alcohol. But something I found very interesting, uh, what or I find very interesting, is that whilst so women had been, been given the right to vote uh, the year before, and then there's this referendum, and uh, you actually, men and women had different ballot papers. Mm. So you knew, you can tell, so you could tell what women voted for and what men voted for obviously vastly different than today when it's all um, secret when it's all secret and the reason was that basically if it was women who cast the deciding vote right. they had said well we're not going to count it then so oh, women were what? allowed to vote. but if it came down to it and it was female votes "Quote unquote," that had made the decision. Then it was the, all these men in government were like, "No, no, 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 no!" The ones telling us whether we can drink or not. Like, yeah, you might be allowed to participate, but you're not going to count. Right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> someone from sweet to like anyone right. from Sweden now time traveling back to that like craziness. But like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Um, are there, now we, we typically uh, ask uh, different favorites. What's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? And one of the, a little twist to that that I wanted to ask you is 
uh, a favorite historical figure. Now we just got uh, Chris had mentioned, but but what would be like what would be your favorite historical figures? And and you can cheat. You can you can think of historical figures that haven't popped up in the podcast yet. Okay. But but, but do you have a couple of a special? Yeah, well, I'll let Orsa uh, think first because I know mine. Uh, mine is a guy called Carl Gustav Renfeld, who was a field marshal under Carl den Tolfde or Charles the Twelfth, and he he did he had this crazy life. He started as just a, a regular soldier in the lifeguards and fought in the Scorner War and all throughout the Great Northern War, and he was actually a prisoner of war. He was captured. Uh, just after the Battle of Poltava, was a prisoner of war in Russia for, I think, nearly over a decade. Wow. And he came back, he just made it back to Sweden and went to Norway, and he met up with Charles Twelfth the day before Charles Twelfth was killed. And he was his like right-hand man for decades, and then only finally met him after being a prisoner of war for 10 years, and then the king was killed the next day. And then he's the only he's the only non-religious or royal person to crown a king because uh, after um, Carl the Twelfth uh, was king, he um, he had all the power as being this uh, leading political and military figure. And so at the coronation of the next king, he was actually he helped the archbishop put the crown on, on wow. uh, the next king, and he had this yeah crazy life. Holy smokes, Osa, the uh, favorite. My, my favorite, uh, I will, there are so many, but I will pick a fellow Skåning, uh, someone uh-huh. from Malmö, uh, Prime Minister Per Albin Hansson. So he was Prime Minister 1932 to 46 uh, during uh, World War II and became this very, uh, he's known as Landsfader, this okay. father of the land, land Churchillian right. type person during uh, the Second World War. A lot of the decisions that kept Sweden out of the war came down to him and his closest allies. So that much of what we associate with the Swedish welfare state, the Folkhemmet, is is his political thing. But it's a very interesting political figure, but he also had a crazy personal life, which when I look (laughs) at it, I just go like, wow, man, how did you have time? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he is a prime minister. World War II is going on. Uh, he leads a double life where he's essentially married to two women. He has, he is, he has two separate families that know of each other, and they've agreed that, yeah, we can live like this. So he has one wife and kids and one wife and kids. But then he also has a mistress. Okay. Uh, so oh my God. <laughs> World War II, uh, like huh? he drinks and smokes every day. And I'm like, geez, I think my life is pretty good. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you just like had a lot on your plate. Then he had a heart attack and died. Well, no wonder, but wow. Yeah, he was a politician. I mean, that... Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Now, while we have some colorful historical figures, we've got some amazing places to go visit. And while I know you guys are still new to Stockholm still, but is there, I know you haven't had the chance to go into any of the, of the museums yet, but is there, is there anything on the top of your list as soon as the restrictions come down for the most interesting piece of history in Stockholm, not named Vasa? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we, we're going to get one of Orsa's nieces to come up mm. and go on a tour of the palace with her because she's really interested in, mm. in all that stuff. And that would be really cool. Um, I used to live and well, I used to work even right. I could see Buckingham Palace from our office window wow. in, in my job in London. So I'm really interested in all of that kind of stuff. So definitely something to do with the palace and the, the church, which is right next to the palace. So all that kind of stuff is really good that we've seen from the outside, but would be good to go inside. And Love Sean it. doesn't mean you can't go and see Vasa if you want to go see it. You can yeah, still but, go to, <laughs> you know, everyone always says Vasa. So we need a little something yeah. different, right? I kind of be, I'm a little down on Vasa. Like, I think there's a lot of hoo-ha about the Vasa ship. I mean, the thing sank. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You could have built, built a museum around something that stayed afloat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. (laughs) Now, we would love to meet you in person because we have uh, have been in touch and we will go ahead and put up links so that people can can if they can't find flat pack of of history and so we on on their own that we will go ahead and help them along with a link in there. Um, But thank you so much for joining us and. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to to have you, and we can't make, wait to meet you in person, especially since you're up in here in Stockholm. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, it's one of those things that we feel so close yet so far away because of the restrictions and everything. So yeah, we're massively right. looking forward to being able to do stuff like that, and of course, meet you guys. Thank you guys so much for having us on. Uh, you do a great job with this podcast. Well, th- thank you very much. And um, yeah, we'll have to see if we can't have another historic episode uh, down down the road. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Tack så mycket. Tack Tack, tack. That is it for this week's episode, everybody. A very special thank you to Flatpak History for stopping by. Be sure to check them out where you get your podcast from, probably where you are right now listening to this. They have some great stories about Sweden, and it's an amazing way to get to know the history of the country. And then come back here next week for more Two Guys, Three Crowns. Three Crowns.